get started with interview with an expert this month. We're going to be covering this concept of I wrote my book. Now what? Um, if you're listening to this as you're driving, you know, we're going to give some great examples. Don't write while you're driving, pull off to the side of the road. If you have to write anything down, if you're listening to it at EA nation podcast, uh, if you're listening to it, uh, you know, while you're exercising or whatever, hopefully we inspire you to exercise a little bit harder. I get it that many people aren't on live and they will listen to it later. That's what the statistics tell us. So, uh, those of you that are live, however, the benefit that you get is you can actually ask questions. So, I'm going to be covering a, a lot of heavy topics today, uh, glossing over some big ideas, um, but giving you a good 30,000 foot view of what we should do. I also want to create space for you to ask clarifying questions on those big ideas. So if you're, as you have a question, I want you to go ahead and use the chat. So, so just so we know, everybody knows how to use the chat. Why don't we go in and say, good afternoon or hello, just so I know you're there, you're hearing me and you can, you know, where the chat is this way. I know we're on the same page. Um, I'll wait for somebody to put something in the chat, and this way I know we're moving in the right direction. Tell me I've been muted this whole time. No, I'm not. Hey, there we go. Good. <laughs> That'd have been funny. Um, okay, so um, welcome to today's call. We are going to be covering, as I said, I wrote my book. Now what? Now I've got um, the esteemed pleasure of having Brad Smith on, and Brad. Uh, has worked with DNL Press for a number of years. We'll talk to Brad about his life in printing. He's got what we call printing in his blood, right? Um, because he's just been in this industry forever. And he's, you know, forgotten more about this topic than most of us know. And so Brad's a great resource for us to dive into the, you know, making sure we get our book done correctly. But that's not where I'm going to spend a lot of my focus today. I want Brad to be able to share some inside secrets or whatever he wants to share with us about how to get the book published and out the door and also give me the opportunity to let you know what else DNL Press does. But then I'm going to break into a section where I'm going to talk about, okay, now that we've got it done, printed and ready to rock and roll, what do we have to do? And so that's where a lot of my energy is going to go. Okay. So let me share my screen again. Uh, Brad, are you with us? Yes, I am. Okay, good. Great. Um, all right. So Brad, tell us, I, I see we have a picture of you and I think that's your lovely bride. Is that correct? Yes, that is 45 Good. So years. How many years? 45. 45. So cool. <laughs> and, and, uh, I know that you're, you, you have a, a real heart of service. You give back in your local community and, and your church organization, and you really do, uh, you know, believe in, in service. And so, I'm glad that I'm honored that you're here today to try to give back to our members. Tell me just, you know, for everybody's benefit, a, a little bit of background on what it is you do and what DNL does. Well, I've been in the printing business for uh, over 50 years. So I've been in from the beginning stages and watched it transgress from uh, the slow and monotonous to the fast and furious. So it's been quite a ride and I've enjoyed it. I had my own business. Uh, it's a family, it was a family business in Ohio for 20 years and then uh, got out of it at the right time, moved on to Kansas for a while and then on to Arizona where I had been with the uh, uh, opportunity to join with DNL that's been in business for 54 years. So it's nice to be able to be in a, another family business, you might say. So uh, I've covered the gamut from uh, you know the early stages of book manufacturing to the Current uh, manufacturing that allows you to print minimal uh, quantities as as you need them. 
Yeah. And so you, you, DNL and you through branded through author to market really moved into this kind of book printing on demand. And, and a few of the benefits of that as they go through it is that as, as people progress through this process of, okay, I want to get my book done or I got it done now to what do I do? Um, is that because you're small and it's printed on demand, they can order in small batches, they can customize things. There's things that they can do working with an on-demand printer like yourselves that they can't do other places, correct? Yes, we give them a lot of flexibility. And I, since I kind of spearheaded for, for the rest of the staff at the DNL and Author to Market, I help craft it and put it together the way that they want it, the way that they uh, feel that it's gonna benefit their practice the best. Got it. Um, and, and so you don't just, DNL doesn't just do book printing though, right? It does a whole host of other things. Yes. We do a uh, lot of uh, variety of things covering from pocket folders and special uh, editions of, of, of books, but also brochures and pamphlets, direct mail. And we've been doing that for a long time in the, in the commercial side. Did you tell me by the way that you were doing, did, did I hear you tell me you, you were working on a hardcover project? Yeah, I have a, another, not necessarily through off of the market, but I've branched out a little bit because of the demand for hardcover books. So we've gotten, you know, even to the stand of, you know, kind of uh, specialty type things that give uh, customers a little bit more flexibility and gives them a hard, hard back cover all the way through. And we, and we can print those in smaller quantities. Uh, yeah, they may be a little bit more costly. They're full color. You know, you can have foil on the covers. You can have, uh, uh, dust jackets and that type of thing. It's been it's been fun because again, I've been being in the book industry and being in the printing industry. I've always kept my fingers in a variety of opportunities, and this has been one where, where it benefits the customer as well as it benefits me to see it happen. That's the biggest thing about printing is you get to see the results. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, you yeah, it you take something, put it together, put it in the in the machine, and out out comes the finished product, and it's kind of. It's a very, it has a very, very fast, well, a reasonably fast pace of um, fulfillment to it, right? So not only mm -hmm. a fulfillment and getting it done, but feeling of fulfillment. I, by the way, I remember when I used to have to go get, to get something printed or a brochure made, I had to go get all of my products photographed by a professional photographer, and they would actually give me the negatives, and I would take the negatives to the printer, and the printer would take the negatives, and they would take the overlay, and they would put them together, and they would make this, you know, I used to call it four over four, and, and you know, back in the day when the machines were the size of houses, and, uh, and they cost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to have, and it was your real distinct advantage to that process. And it took a while to get everything done. And you really couldn't stop and make changes. It was very uh, inflexible. Um, and so, you know, I, I remember those days very, very well. And I'm sure you do too. But <laughs> here we are today, we're, we're flexible. So what we want to get to is, okay, we, we wrote the book. Now what do we want to do? And so one of the things I want to cover, and, and this isn't necessarily Brad's input, this is mine, um, which is the idea of why we want to write a book. And so I want to be really clear. Um, you know, people tell me, uh, oftentimes I'll hear, oh, you know, a book is dead or a book is old or nobody reads anymore. Well, they listen to Audible. They, they get it on their Kindle. Um, that's not true. Uh, yes, that more people get it on Audible and get it on Kindle than they had at one point, but it, it's not by any means dead. It still offers a tremendous amount of credibility we still ship hundreds of books every single month to people who request them as their primary lead magnet. 
we still have clients who use it as their primary lead magnet and do very, very well with it because it is a very practical way to set yourself up as a author, celebrity, an expert. And whether you want to believe it or not, people respect a printed book as a credibility piece more than an ebook or more than an audio book. Not that you shouldn't have those things too. I'm not suggesting that. But I, I'm, people ask me, well, do I really need to have a printed book? Yes, you really need to have a printed book. In today's digital world where so many pieces of information come out of our noses, when they actually get something printed, it stands out. The other thing that it gives you is the ability to have credibility with referral partners. Um, your referral partners likely have not written a book. And if they had, maybe they made it into an ebook, if anything. The fact that you have a printed book helps you crack through, break through the wall that might be in your way of getting a meeting or a coffee with allied professionals or referral partners you'd like to meet with. It's a great way to do that. We'll talk more about that as well. And remember, if you're a PC member, we actually wrote your book for you. So regardless of your practice area, we've written almost every book for every practice area. And, and we've written it in a way that's a lead magnet. It's not war and peace. It's not the how-to. It gets to the hell. It gets to their heaven. It gets to their pain. It gets to their reward. It gets them through there through storytelling. And it, it's done in a very simple format that anybody could use and typically does not have issues with jurisdiction or getting into the technicalities of the law. So... Uh, if, you, if you're a PC member and you don't know this, we've written the book for you. If, if for whatever reason your practice area isn't in our library, just let us know. We'll actually write it for you to make sure that it's there for you. The only catch is we get to add it to our library and other members can use it. Law firms are designed to capture buyers. And, and the reality is, is not every prospect out there is in enough pain to be willing to take that first step. But they will take the step to request free information. And the best type of free information we have found that converts at the highest rate, that gives the highest level of credibility is the use of a book. When I built the firm in Phoenix, I gave away 27,000 copies of the book, Bankruptcy Secrets, They Don't Want You to Know. And, and that book was the reason for the rapid growth of that firm so quickly. But we're, we want to talk about, you know, make sure I get this stuff done. So I, I want to make sure you got it done right. So when, when you go through writing your book, the first thing that you need that you need to know after we've written it for you, or if you wrote it yourself, the first thing you have to do is you have to create a cover. Now, Brad, I think you had a couple of copies of covers that you, you were holding up there, the soft cover books. Do you have those in front of you? Yes. Yeah. So look, they don't have to be crazy. It's just simple, right? It's not complicated. You can have, yeah, there's ours. You can have uh, somebody create it for you graphically. I mean, I, I know that Brad's team has, people that'll do it for you. Um, you, you can uh, use Abel, who's on our team. He can help you do it. You can go to 99designs. Even though I have a full-time tech uh, designer, I still use 99designs. I'm in the middle of creating a new logo right now. I love it because, you know, it, it, for 250 bucks, I now I'm up to uh, in, in four days, I think it was, or five days, I, I got uh, 67 designs. Uh, for, to choose from for my team to look at. And so it's just a very fast way to get a lot of ideas very quickly and to narrow it down. And then you can create a poll and have your peers vote on it. So um, creating a cover is step one. Uh, Brad, anything you want to add to this idea of creating cover? Anything that do's or don'ts they should know about or think about when they do this? I work with, uh, you know, 
a good uh, designer that uh, always does most of the covers. Uh, and I uh, kind of directed her is to really do a one-on-one -on -one with them to be able to come up with a, a good idea that they want to really project. And that's, that just comes from a conversation rather than them trying to, you know, brainstorm over, you've got somebody that's got a, an already good idea in their mind that they can, you know, they have explained, and then she's got the ability to craft two or three different samples and it's done. Yeah, and I would I would tell you that the the reason I like 99 Designs is I, they may not get me all the way there, but they give me a lot of ideas and get me really close to what I'm thinking about. So then I can go work with somebody one on one like that to bring the finished product, or you can get it done by by 99 Designs. But we, however you get it done, just make sure you they understand what the scope of the the specs are supposed to be on the design, so Brad's team can print it correctly for you. Right, that's one of the keys. Now. The next thing you want to think about when you're going through this is make sure that you insist on a call to action. So one of the things that people miss, and we look, we don't put it in the books that we wrote for you because I don't know what your call to action is. But one of the things that people miss is if you had a, if you wrote your book with a traditional publishing house, they would very likely not allow you to put a call to action, certainly in the front of the book. They might let you put it in the back of the book. What's a call to action? Well, that, that's basically the place where we say, hey, if, if you like what you read and you'd like more information about it, you can schedule a consultation, which we normally charge $195 for, and we're going to waive that fee for you because you purchased the book. Just enter this code when you go to this website, whatever, or just go to this link to schedule your free consultation. And then you list out all of the benefits of the consultation. And, and so that's a page in the book. I also like to have a sticker if I can put on the outside of the book. So we do those after we print them, put a sticker on the outside of the book that promotes whatever kind of free offer you have, which is your call to action. The reason why this is important is we have to remember the goal of the book is not to teach them the law. The goal of the book is not to teach them how to actually work their case. The goal of the book is to get them to take the next step in the process, which is to schedule a consultation. This is one thing I think some people get confused about. Sometimes they believe that when we have a, when we run a campaign for the book, they believe that just giving away the book is enough. And, and the answer is it's not. Um, so for instance, here's the general math. Let's say you were running ads on TV and you spent $1,000 and you normally would get 10 leads from that $1,000. It's not an unheard of cost, $100 cost per lead. Um, but you start to run a book ad and you go from 10 leads to 80 leads, also not uncommon. The difference is of the 10 leads that came in for the ad that you ran without a book, just schedule a free consultation. It's likely eight or nine of them scheduled a free consultation because they were calling um, for the consultation. That was their purpose of calling. When you offer a free book and you get 80 leads, only 30% will likely schedule a consultation because they were actually calling for a book. But what happened is because we offer them the consultation, a percentage of them will take it, about 30%. Well, if I go from 10 leads to 80 leads and I go from 80% setting the appointments to 30% setting the appointments, I went from eight appointments set to 24 appointments set. So we all can do the simple arithmetic, you know, based on what our show rate is and what our hire rate is and what our client value is, how much more valuable it is to offer a book in your advertising and your marketing. And so understanding that the goal of the book is to actually get them 
on your list so that we can then convert them. Well, while they're reading the book, I want to inspire them to take the next step. So insisting on a call to action in your book is something that a lot of people miss. And they feel because it's a book, it's supposed to have something pure about it and not supposed to sell. No, that's not true. It's absolutely supposed to sell. That's why we wrote it the way we wrote it. We don't write our books in order to inform on the how to do something. We write our books to inform on the why and the what to do something and then give them the next step on what it is they're supposed to do. And you will help a lot more people if you do it that way than if we insist our book is just designed to teach. Um, let me continue to share. Uh, there we go. Good. Okay. Let's move to the next area. So the next part is you want to test your tracking. So when you write your book uh, and you before you go to print, uh, what you want to make sure you do is, well, first of all, you should have a unique phone number assigned to your book. And, and in my opinion, you should have a unique landing page assigned to your book. Like for me, the book, the favor that we wrote, the landing page is the favorbook.com, right? And so that's got a unique landing page for the book. So we can track how many people visit that landing page. And the only way they would know about it is if they went to the URL that was in the book. So we have a reasonable idea of how many people are starting to consume the content. Also, we give away free resources. So it helps to have links inside of that landing page to be able to give the free resources. I'm not suggesting you have to do that. But what I am suggesting is being able to understand how many people are actually consuming the information. So I'd want a tracking phone number and I'd want a tracking URL. Well, a lot of people do that and then they forget to actually test it before they go and have it printed. And, and the good news is today with like with Brad, he was telling you, you don't have to print you know, tens of thousands of pieces of book or even a thousand pieces of book or even a hundred copies of the book. You can, you can print, print in very small batches of the book. Um, so your mistake won't be big. The first time I made this mistake was years ago when I put a printing batch out of 10,000 pieces and I ended up putting the wrong phone number on the 10,000 pieces. And so I had to scramble to see if I could find, if I could take ownership over that phone number. Ironically, I actually was able to go out and purchase that phone number, but had I not been able to purchase that phone number, those 10,000 pieces that were very expensive back then um, would have been thrown in the trash because I couldn't have sent them out because it, it would have done us absolutely no good. So make sure you test your tracking. Um, the next thing you want to do is get a print of the proof, right? So Brad, talk to me about this real quick. When you have folks that you do printing for, do you like to send them a printed proof of the book or are you, are you okay with a digital? How does that work in your world? Well, we have both a, a soft proof and a hard proof. You can go on and just look at a post rip is how we call it. So you can see it up on the screen, but in our software, you could do that anyway. You can, once you've got the text and the, and the cover loaded, you can go in look at it, make sure everything, you can turn the pages and see that everything's lined up. And once that's done, then you can just go in and use our, our software to order yourself a proof, a one, one book proof. Good. Once you get that, then you're all set. Yeah, and that's the, that's the key, right? The key is for you to be able to, before you put this in somebody's hands, actually get a proof of it. It sounds like a simple step, but you'd be surprised how many people tell me, oh, you know, I ordered 250 copies of the book and there was this mistake. And I go, okay, but that's not the printer's fault. Like you gotta, you know, unfortunately when we make those mistakes and they happen, we gotta eat it, it's our, on us. So get a copy, get a proof, 
get two or three, hand it around your office, hand it to other people that you know, like, and trust that won't hurt your feelings and have them just go through it real quick to see if you can pick up anything that might be wrong. Everybody's um, in a hurry though. Everybody needs to get it yesterday. So <laughs> I, I, even though they, we, we do, you know, everything's processed three to five days, it goes out. So they look at the three days and say, oh, okay, I could get it in three days. Well, you know, but then they wait another day before they say, okay, to get it. So I just want to make sure that before they order 150 or 200 books, they got to get the proof because yes, that happens, Rich, just like you said, you get the proof and oh, there's a big mistake in it and they got to throw away a hundred books. So yeah. So I, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, your, your line of everybody's in a hurry is super important. Everybody's in a hurry. Everybody seems to have um, a lot of projects on their plate. And so they're like, why in the world should I worry about being a, a this isn't my highest priority? Well, when, when you're going that fast, mistakes happen and mistakes in marketing cost you money. So take the second, review the proof, make sure there's no mistakes, have somebody else look over it for you uh, if you don't have the time to do it for yourself. Next thing you wanna talk about is make sure you order in small batches. So that's another big uh, idea. This wasn't always the case, but you know, when I, so when I told you earlier that I gave away 26,000 copies of my book in, in Phoenix to grow that uh, market, and I did, but when I first, you know, ordered the books, I ordered, you know, 400 because it was, I was ordering from another printer. That was the smallest batch I was able to get. And it wasn't DNL because they, they, I didn't know about them or, or they didn't exist with this type of book printing back then. But regardless, um, I couldn't order in real small batches. Now, once I had a regular tempo of how many books I was going to give away, now I was ordering in batches of 5,000. And the reason why is I wanted better pricing. And so when I could order in 5,000 copies, I got much better pricing than when I ordered one book or two books. And so um, I don't know if you'll get to the point where you order 5,000 books, but in the beginning, just order in small batches because lead time is usually, as they said, you know, three to five days and they can get it out the door for you. So you add on postage and whatnot, let's call it a week to 10 days by the time it's in your hands. So your min-max level can be basically how many books you give away in a course of a week. And depending on your advertising budget and how many leads you're generating uh, will kind of determine how many books you have to have on hand. So you can order a small batch to begin with. So don't feel like you got to order large batches of books. Now, this is the next part I want to talk about is, so, so now you've got your book, you've got it in hand. What do you do? You start marketing. By the way, I would actually tell you that I reversed this. So um, I actually started marketing even before I had the book and you go, well, how did you do that? And so I would market the book. I remember the first time we went and did a TV ad, this is before I figured out the secret on TV, by the way, the first time I did the TV ad, um, we gave away eight copies of the book. It was just eight copies of the book. And it was like, well, why did you only give away eight copies of the book? So this is not the place for that, but I'll tell it to you. The reason we only gave away eight copies of the book is we didn't add a deadline. At the next commercial, about a week and a half later, when we went to shoot it, I, I had been at a conference and the conference said direct response isn't direct response unless it has a deadline. And we were in the commercial, the, the managing partner who was on the commercial, just we planned this out in advance and said, Rich, how many? Oh, yeah, my business manager, Rich, he says we have 27 copies in the office. So listen, for the first 27 people, you can, you can go ahead and get a free copy of the book. And we went from eight leads to 80 leads just like that right? It was instantaneous because we added a deadline. Now, 
I started doing this before we had a copy of the book because remember it took a it wasn't a few days it was like a few weeks and I didn't want to wait a few weeks the book was done I had a manuscript that was approved and had been proofed and everything so what did I do I started marketing and when people started requesting a copy of the book I just printed off the manuscript on eight and a half eleven eight and a half by eleven paper off of my our cop printing machine right and I put it in one of those little plastic binders. And I had the owner sign a note on it said, Hey, books didn't get here yet, but I wanted to get your first copy of the manuscript. And we sent that off. It was a huge hit. People, you would come into the lobby and you'd see people there sitting there literally reading the manuscript. They brought it with them uh, because they wanted to talk to the author about it. And I mean, it, it sounds crazy, but we, we had multiple dozens of people ask to see the owner of the firm so they can get their book autographed. And, and I would tell you the book was meds and meds. I didn't even know all that much about writing books back then. I just knew the importance of having the book and we've gotten better at that these days, but having the book and having the celebrity factor is a, is huge. Matter of fact, the, the owner had a back door put into the office because he got sick and tired of getting stopped to have to talk to people about the book. And so against my suggestion, he actually decided to go out the back door. I wanted to force him out the front door. It didn't work. Anyway, start marketing. Now, here's what usually happens, right? Here's what usually happens. Most small law firms I work with, they kind of assume that writing and printing the book is enough. As a matter of fact, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about this. They said, hey, Richard, you know, I want you to know I, I the book is done um, and it's on the website. And um, it's been there for like six months. And you know how many books I've given away? And I'm like, I don't know. How many books have you given away? And they said, zero. I said, oh, I said, okay, well, where else did you, you know, how else have you marketed the book? And they said, oh, well, I really, I really haven't. I'm like, well, what do you mean? They're like, well, I put it on the website. You know, that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And, and nobody's requesting it off the website. I said, okay. So first I want to make a really clear point. Your website is not, you should have your book on your website as a credibility piece. You should even offer people to get a copy of your book from the website. You just should um, stage your expectations accordingly from leads that come from your website that request a book. It's going to be very low. There's a reason for that. One, a lot of the traffic to your website is going for credibility and they're not actually going to stop and call to action. They, when they went to do a call to action, they either came in from an ad or they went to Google My Business or uh, pay-per-call leads, and they didn't actually get to your website to request a book. Or they got to your website after they've already scheduled the appointment, and they're getting there, and they're not interested in requesting a book because they were probably told you were going to get a book at your appointment or we were mailing you one. And so there's so many reasons why they just don't request a book on your website. It should not be your primary measurement. What should be your primary measurement? Well, glad that you asked. Let's get into it. So um, first and foremost, I want you to start to use a press release. So the first thing that you do when you write your book is we're going to use a press release. Now, you can have your you should have your press release um, written professionally, and you can go on Upwork and have that done. And I bet it costs you less than 150 bucks to have a writer write your press release for you in a, in a formula that today's press release softwares want them to use. You can add video to it. You can add audio to it. You can add all sorts of things to it. But what matters most is that it follows a formula that the modern day press release firms want you to follow. 
Next is hire a press release firm. It's super simple. It usually costs anywhere from a hundred bucks to $500, depending on how much coverage you want that you spend more money, the more geographic coverage that you want for geo loco. It's usually much less expensive. Um, so you hire a press release firm. Um, there's, there was a bunch of them out there. There's one that was called PR web. I'm not sure if they, if that's the one that everybody still uses these days, you just Google, I want to release my press release. What's the best firm to use. And you'll find a bunch of sources, but you want to hire a press release firm to tell the story about your book. And then you also want to email this directly to your local publisher or publishers. And so that means that any of the small rags, you know, those weekly and, and monthly newspapers that are in your town. Uh, the major newspapers in your town, the local news stations in your town, the radio stations in your town, the talk radio stations in your town, they all have a way contact person that where they get their news from. Some of them get it off the wire, which is why they use things like these press release firms. They'll get them from there. There's also much more modern day wire subscription sources that you can, you can go to. But really, you want to not take for granted the fact that you can reach out directly to these folks and send it to them, especially since you're local and they're local, there's something really important about that. Um, and then you want to use this as a credibility piece to get interviewed on local TV and radio. Like that's one of your goals. Like one of your goals is one of your local TV or radio stations picks this up and they actually want to interview on it because for whatever reason, it's timely, which is why having the press release written by a professional is important because they'll tie together the timeliness of your piece and what you've done, the book that you've released and what's going on in the world. And they'll build that bridge for the local newscaster so they don't have to actually think about it. And it'll make it really easy for you to become a filler story when they have some remnant space. And so the first thing I want you to do is have a press release created and release it. And, and when you do that, you'll start to see some traction take off. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to send it to your list. And so again, these are big topics. So if you have, by the way, I'm, I'm curious for those that are on live, um, has anybody used the press release software? Anybody use PR web or anything else? Just say yes, if you have, or no, if you haven't, let me know. I'm curious. Um, so while you type that answer in, okay, nobody's used one. Okay, great. So Here's the thing about press releases. So before I get in deeper into the send your list, press releases are like a quick firework, right? They don't have long lasting effects. They're a straight shot that then makes a big bang and then fizzles out pretty quickly because it's got a lifespan of a couple of days, sometimes a couple of hours, depending on where you're trying to get it released to because these publishers or the people that are in charge of putting together these news stories are reading the press releases as they go across. They've looked for keywords that they're looking for. Uh, and so what happens is Google picks it up. Um, you know, the, the local news will pick it up. You'll get some traffic from it really, really quickly, but then just as quickly it goes away. So when you do a press release, you have to be ready to take action pretty fast. So if you get a call, be on the lookout for a email or a phone call from the, you know, the person who's in charge of putting together the news on those stations, because it can happen quickly. Um, but to, but just know that it doesn't have a long lasting effect. Uh, the long lasting effect is make taking that press release, turning it into a blog post that then has a long lasting effects for content for your website. 
that focuses on the keywords and all the other things it's fo to focus on for organic, um, uh, organic SEO. Now, when you send your list, you can send it via email, tech message, and direct mail. I would say you could also, I could add phone in here as well. Uh, so you can run a phone campaign. To cover this really quickly, uh, and this is a big topic, uh, that's marketing 101. But one of the things I've taught for years is that uh, your wealth and your ability to create income at will will be in direct proportion to the size of your list. Um, it was John Lennon who famously said, I just decided one day, the band and I decided we all wanted a swimming pool. So we sat down and to, decided to write ourselves a swimming pool. His point was that when he wrote a song, he had a distribution list for all his fans that would buy that song and they would literally pay for anything that he wanted. I have worked with firms who um, have never, ever gathered a single piece of information about any of their prospects or their clients other than just their matter files. And they didn't start building a list. Uh, and then I have had clients conversely who have tens of thousands, even 30, 40,000 names on a list, but never did anything with them. And so your success will be your relationship to your list. And that, that becomes your number one asset of your firm. Your number one asset of your firm isn't the building that you own. It's not your ability to do, produce law at your level. It's not your staff. Um, it's not your intellectual property. Your, the number one asset of your firm is your relist and your subsequent relationship with that list. So if you don't have a list, you certainly want to start building a list. Assuming you have some sort of a list, you want to start nurturing that list, which means you need to send them things regularly, not just every quarter, not just every year. You have to communicate with that list regularly so it stay, you stay fresh in their mind. One of the things you should send to your list is an offer about your book. When the book first comes out, you certainly want to communicate to your list that you have written a book and you wanna let them know how they can easily grab a free copy of their book because they're on your list. And you wanna let them know that if they know anybody that needs a copy of the book because they're going through something similar, you're happy to give a free copy to them as well. Again, this is the media, sending it through email, text message or direct mail or even on the phone. The market is your past and current client list, as well as your unconverted leads. And you should speak to each of those lists a little differently, which means your message, your message media market match, which is what we call the marketing triangle given to us by Dan Kennedy. Um, that message really needs to be crafted by somebody who knows what they're doing, which is why I'm a, a proponent of using Upwork to create some messages um, so that you don't have to worry about writing your own copy. But Besides the point, let me get to my screen. Besides the point, when you start going through this process, the key is to make sure you're sending an offer for your book to your list. Well, the question is, why? Well, the answer is because for unconverted leads, that means somebody who didn't set an appointment, didn't show to their appointment, didn't retain your firm, we now give them another reason to come back and say, hey, I'm interested now. For those past clients or existing clients, we now give them the ability to say, hey, I have a friend who I'd love to send this to. It becomes a very easy way 
for them to refer you business. And for all of them, it's just you staying front of mind of them when they're ready to make a buying decision or they know somebody who's ready to make a buying decision. That's our job as marketers. So the book is an excellent excuse to send this to your list. By the way, I know small business owners who have the same book and all they do is change the title and the cover of the book and they offer the same book every quarter. I have known people who have four books and they rotate them that same way. And every year they change the titles and the covers of the books. It doesn't really matter as long as we have something new as a title and an offer to send to the list. It gives us a reason why we should communicate with them. So using the book as a reason to communicating with your list is going to help your list move from where they are to where you want them to be, which is either a referring partner or a client matter. Let's keep going. Create a 3D image of your book. Um, this is one of my books. And even though CDs you would think are somewhat, you know, old school, it, it gives a very clear indication that there's an audio version of this book. And we probably should be smart about it and say, you know, uh, MP3 available or something like that, um, or audible version of it is available. We didn't. And I think I can get better at that. And there's always room for improvement. I think that's the point of marketing. But make sure you're doing a 3D copy uh, of the book. So many people uh, have their book done in just a flat square. And when they're going into marketing, they don't have the right tool. So this is one of the things I just wanted to share with you to make sure you have on your website. It's not hard for any. Uh, there's probably a free copy, 3D copy bookmaker out there that you can just put it online and it'll turn your image into a 3D image of your book. The next thing you could do is you can have a book signing. So this is where you actually create a party-like atmosphere. Um, you invite current and past clients. Uh, you invite existing and potential partners and you make it fun. Of course, you invite friends, right? And so now we're having a book signing, hopefully in your office if, or somewhere nearby your office that's rel relatively close. I like to try to bring them to your office if I can. and. Uh, we have had people who have book signings and we've had some people that have had 15 people and we've had some people that have had a hundred people. And the reason is because it's a party. So it's more than just a book signing. The book signing is the reason for it. We're celebrating the new book. Again, people respect the fact that you're an author. And if they have a relationship with you at some point, they will actually participate in this book signing. As silly as it sounds, you go, wait, I'm going to have a book signing for a book that you wrote for me and all I did is add a forward call to action and a cover? Yeah, that's right. And, and people will come? Yep, they will. And why will they come? Well, they'll come because you're a credible source for them. They'll come because they like being around celebrities and you've just become one because you've written a book. They trust you because of this authorship, celebrity, and expert status. And because you've created a party-like atmosphere where we're going to hopefully celebrate more than just your book. I can remember Maria Jones, an immigration firm years ago, she combined this together with her clients and celebrating their freedom. And she actually had, had them come in and get pictures of them holding their new credentials because she's an immigration firm. And she took pictures with them and she had a professional photographer there and gave them a framed copy of their picture so that they could celebrate their newfound freedom. 
in addition to having a book signing, in addition to having a party. She went as far as celebrating her 10th year in business and had, I think it was over 180 people attend at once for a formal dinner and had a mariachi band and the whole nine yards and had the politicians come and speak and kids from local schools come and perform. And so this can be as big or as small as you'd like it. There's no right or wrong answer. The point is, is that imagine this book signing is now another reason. So now you've announced the copy of the book is released. Now we've announced that the book signing is going to happen. And so now it's another reason to talk to our list. It's another reason to gather people together. It's another reason to remind them about what it is that you do. Uh, and if you can figure out how to support your local community while you're doing this, all the better. Let's talk about your existing advertising. So I said it earlier that a direct response ad is not a direct response ad without a deadline. And a deadline means that we're saying there's either a limited amount of time or a limited number of pieces available. And so what I suggest everybody does is, and I, and I also said the reason why you create a book and a lead magnet is to take advantage of the skimmers. So you don't just get buyers, you also get the skimmers. And the reason why this is super important is because you want to make sure that you maximize your ad spend to reduce your overall cost per lead and maximize the number of clients and the ROI you get from that particular ad. So wherever you have ads, whether they be digital ads like pay-per-click, whether it be social or Google or what have you, or you have print ads, whether it be newspaper or local magazines, or you have a TV or uh, radio ads or billboards, whatever it is, you, I'm not telling you to turn off what you're already doing because whatever you're doing is already working to an extent, I'm assuming, and you wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't working. What I'm suggesting is we start folding in ads that test against your primary control. So your primary control is whatever ads you've already done, right? So if you do direct mail, if you do digital ads, if you do all, any of these other type of uh, ads I'm mentioning here, you have a baseline. I know if I spend $1,000, I get five leads. I get 10 leads. I get 20 leads, whatever it is. So once you understand that, and then you add an add in where you go, hey, all the same things I'm telling you is true. But now, by the way, we're going to give you a free copy of our book. I've created 97 copies. If you're one of the first 97 people to respond to this ad, I'll give you a free copy. And you put that in there, you'll see a bump in your response. So putting a free copy of the book and adding a deadline into your existing advertising will bump your response. That's my experience. Now, there's no absolutes in marketing. And so maybe it won't work for you. If it doesn't work for you, I would suggest you turn it into me because I have a feeling we're doing something wrong because I've actually never not seen it work. I've seen it so that we didn't get the clients we wanted to get, but we've definitely saw a bump in response. And so that can happen. Sometimes we can have ads that get the right response, but the response that we get isn't the type of clients that we actually want. Sometimes that does happen and we have to test and change and test and change. But what one of the best things you can do when you get your book done is start folding it into your digital ads, your print ads, your direct mail, your TV, your radio, your billboards, and see if we can bump response. All right, create micro content. So the next thing you wanna do is you can break your book into smaller pieces. So now that you've got your book, they've got chapters. So you can take the chapters and each chapter can become an audio summary or a video summary. Like you could just give a little quick audio or video summary of your chapter, or you can hire somebody to do it in a voiceover for you if you don't wanna do it yourself. You can offer to give away free chapters on social media and only give the book away a chapter at a time. 
You can just post the social media, the chapters to social media. You can break this chapters into smaller summaries and have them become blog posts. You can have video blogs, what we call vlogs, or we can put it on your podcast with the audio. There's a lot of things that you can take the book from and turn it into what we call micro content. You can have somebody review the book. You can have somebody summarize the book. You can, you can do many, many things with the book to create what we call micro content. You can create your own little news station where you have somebody interview you. You actually go and set up a professional three camera shoot. You have somebody interview you about the book. It's usually three to five minutes and you bring up the high points that gets the people's hell, gets the people's heaven, talk about why the book would be helpful to them and offer them a free copy of it. Now you've created some micro content, a little bit of news around the book. You've created your own commercial, right? So there are a lot of ways to go about doing this. What matters is we get started to use the book my grandfather used to say, or it was my grandmother, actually, we, we use as much of the pig as possible, right? Whenever we had ham dinner, we, we knew we were having pea soup the next day. Like guaranteed, my grandfather always bought a ham with a bone in it. Never, he's a butcher, would never buy a ham without a bone in it. He doesn't believe in boneless ham. He says there's no flavor in that. So he always bought a ham with a bone in it. And my grandmother always made pea soup. Why? Because you never want anything to go to waste. Well, this is the same concept here. You put all this work into the book. Let's reduce it down to its lowest common denominator. The next is you want to make sure you promote it on Amazon, right? So make sure you try to get on the bestseller list. There's lots of ways to go out there and do this. Again, these are deep topics that we're only covering on the surface, but you can go out and hire a company that'll actually help you become a bestseller on Amazon. You think it doesn't matter, but it does. It's a third-party indicia that goes on your website as a credibility piece. You can maximize your Mac, uh, Amazon profile. You can comment on other similar books. But once you, once you have the book, make sure it's on Amazon because believe it or not, Amazon's big enough now that if it's not on Amazon, people don't believe it. So you have to make it so they can actually purchase it on Amazon. Make it reasonable, $4.99 or $7.99 or $9.99. You don't have to try to make money on the book. You just want it to be on Amazon. The next is use your book to uh, launch your referral development program, right? And so the way that you launch your referral development program is that, you know, this is a huge subject that I talk about in Partners Club Premier Program where I break down your referral process. But you really just want to mail a copy of the book to your potential referral partners with a simple letter that says, hey, I wrote this book, thought your clients might want to use it. Let me know if you'd like any more copies. Just fax me back, email me back, text me back, whatever it is, or all three, how many copies you'd like. And we'll be sure to send them right over if you want one, five, 10 or more. By the way, my assistant, they're going to give you a call. Maybe we can have coffee in the next week or so. I'd love to learn more about your clients and what a win would look like for you. And that's as simple as it gets. So we use the book to launch into our referral development program. And it gives us a credibility piece. Cara Pryor from James Publishing, her accelerator program, they do this very, very well. They're a publishing company that has a lot of books available. Um, and it's not necessarily, you know, your book, but they have books that they can write under your pen name. And they use that form to get referral development programs. I ran a program just like that for attorneys when I got first got started into this world, you know, a decade plus 15 years ago. And so... I know it works and I was hoping someday somebody would pick it up and run with it and they did. So they actually have a done for you program where they'll help develop this for you. Um, I know this isn't Cara's call, but uh, just as a side recommendation, if you're a partners club member, you can go on the, uh, you can go onto the referral tab or onto the vendor tab and you can actually find out more information about Cara and James publishing. Okay. I went at lightning speed in an hour to cover all the things you could do, at least many of the things you could do when it came to, you've written your book, now what? Um, Brad, I want to bring it back to you. This is your right email for them to reach out to you and contact you? Yes, anytime. 
Okay, so I just want to make sure. I think you had said you had a couple of new things. I want to make sure you you talk to us about that. I know you talked about the hardcover book. Was there anything else you wanted to let them know about? Just wanted to mention again about the marketing materials, whether it's bookmarks or uh, pocket folders, any kind of support material that they may need. We work together with with them to get it developed and get it printed in in a variety of ways. So also we do offer uh, the ability it's uh, to coordinate with you if you need proofreading, if you need ghostwriting, if you need professional editing, if you need a Kindle and ebook, we kind of craft that into the whole package so that if you want that done at the same time that we're doing your book, we can do that. We can do the 3D image for you as well. So we want to keep it all kind of, you know, in a packet so that you can have it easily done. And it's a minimal amount of effort on your part once you get it finished. That's great. Yeah, Brad, I wasn't 100% sure how much of that you were willing to do anymore, how much you're not willing to do. So I'm glad you're willing to do all that for them. Yep. Super nice for them to be able to just take the book we wrote, have you guys take it and run with it, uh, and actually put it all together for them. That's a win. So look, at the end of the day, folks, uh, the, the whole point of today's conversation, let me bring up Brad's contact information one more time in case you didn't get it. Uh, Brittany, if you wouldn't mind, can you go ahead and post that in the in the chat for anybody who's won it. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. The whole point of today's conversation is we've created this book concept, not because we wonder if it might work. That's long gone. I could name source after source after source after source that we know this works. I eat my own dog food, right? I could use a lot of different tools to market. While my market has gotten very, very crowded, we still regularly are giving away 40 to 50 copies of the book a week, right? So I'm developing my list daily because we do this. The idea that this might be dead is wrong. This is a very much alive and tactical opportunity for marketing that works very, very well. If you got your book done, the things I mentioned today is a great way to start. If you're a Partners Club member, you can post any questions you have about this on the queue, happy to answer them for you. If you're a Premier member, you can show up and you can ask any questions on the open office hour calls, happy to answer those for you as well. If you're neither of those and you want to learn more about that, you can certainly reach out to us at richard at richardjames.com, email me, and we'll be happy to take the next step. Look, for those of you that are listening on podcast or watching on YouTube or whatever it is, you know what you need to do. We need you to like and comment so we can spread the word so that other people can learn about this. Hopefully you found this valuable for you today. I'm super excited that we were able to interview Brad and get some insight from him. And I could give you some information about a topic that's really near and dear to my heart. It's how I built a law firm with my own two hands. It wasn't my law firm. I built a law firm with my own two hands. Uh, and, and it's how I've built this company and now countless other clients along the way using this process. So I appreciate you. Uh, make it a great holiday season and wish you the best until next time. Thanks, everybody. Sure.